0: What's up, everybody? I'm Alex at GeneralGuyBill.com. Welcome to the 26th episode of the Hard Dance Producer Network podcast. Today, we're continuing our conversation with T. On the last episode, somebody brought it up in the comments, and I thought I'm going to mention it. If you listen to that podcast on for instance, Spotify or Apple podcast, you can adjust the playback speed. So if you are on your way to work and you got only like half an hour, 45 minutes, you can listen to that podcast and double speed. And that way you can consume more podcasts and less time on YouTube. You can also go on double speed. But my experience says it's not really working. You don't understand shit. So one and a half times is good on YouTube. On Spotify, Apple Podcasts and shit, you can go double speed. So you can consume more podcasts, you can watch those podcasts or listen them back again and again. Just a little tip for you guys. Anyway, let's get right into the episode. Welcome, Natty T.
1: You're listening to the Hard Dance Producer Network. The number one producer podcast for the harder styles. Hosted by General Geibel.
0: how much did like um, the record label business change compared like from 2005 to, to, to today i mean obviously social media came in but um well, i guess well, um at, at the at the time
1: um obviously it started up in uh, december 2005 the label and we was uh, we was vinyl label when we first started up
0: yeah
1: and um uh and obviously i was doing everything myself marketing so we got like uh, reviews in dj mag and things like that and yeah. uh, your basic stuff sending out promos uh things like that um and then we got onto stuff like german trance but uh we had at the time uh because i was i was skimp basically um, running a label skin um so we had a, a w- w- what was known at the time was a press uh, a PD deal basically press and distribute mm-hmm. um so uh, we were sending our tracks to the distributor they was pressing them up on like uh, i think it's uh, 500 vinyl or something like that um And then they distributed it, um, and then when they made their money back, uh, we made whatever profit was on them. Yeah. Um, We never, ever made any money. Uh, So we sold, I think, 300 uh, 300 of the first vinyl, and then 299 of the second vinyl, or something like that. Um, But obviously, at the time uh we we got uh, through the rumor mill uh, that the distributor was actually um skanking a few of the labels and the older money mm. um so obviously uh, we was a little bit skeptical and we never ever did another um another vinyl release with them um and then obviously, the digital age started coming in you had uh, things like audio jelly and um that was i think that was the first i can't remember whether it was track it down or audio jelly that was the first actual digital store
0: mm-hmm.
1: um and we went on audio jelly and i was self-distributing at the time i didn't have a distributor i was self-distributing um uh, so uploading to their FTP and then they, uh, they distributed it through the store. And um, we weren't making – I wasn't making any money whatsoever. Um, so obviously I got a day job um, and then doing a bit of music in the evening and things like that. But ov- obviously at the time I had a, uh, my first son – so it was literally get up for work, come back, spend some time with my son and my uh, my wife. And um, I didn't really have much time for uh, production and everything. And then uh, I got laid off of work. Mm. Um, and uh, obviously I, I signed on and everything. I didn't have no money whatsoever. Um, uh, signed on and then just marketed the label for like six months and literally marketed the label and then we start again like on BBC Radio 1 and EMI compilations and things like that. and I actually signed off of the doll because we was uh, making some money back. Um, and then that's when that's when the digital age started coming into effect. Um, and the vinyl was uh going kaput. Um, obviously, I in hindsight now I wish I'd have put better tunes on vinyl <laughs> um, <laughs> because now I look back at them and I think, ah, oh, I could have done so if I'd have known then what I know now. Do you know what I mean? And it's yeah. all that in hindsight, yeah. Um, so but, um the the thing is it, it's not it's not cheap to press them on vinyl now. It's like I think to get um uh, I think it's like one thousand pounds just to get like I think it's uh three hundred vinyl or something mm. like that. And uh not being funny, in this day and age it's it's hard to get rid of hundred. Right. Um so yeah, so obviously um and then uh, nowadays, it's hard to actually get revenue from your releases. Uh, so that's hence why I started doing sample packs and things like mm. that, um, because then you can you can sort that out. And we, we started distributing them on uh, Track It Down. Then we went from Track It Down to Dance MIDI Samples and then ADSR. Uh, and then... Um, I set up my own website and got it all on my own website um, and I thought uh, I'll sell it cheaper on my own website than the actual stores uh, because then people get, and the thing is when you're on another store like Dance MIDI Samples or something like that you, uh, you've got a deal with them where they get 50% you get 50% uh. and things like that and um, and obviously and you still
0: you still got to do all the promotion and everything yeah
1: yeah um the thing is uh dance midi samples used to be really good we were making uh, uh we were making like um when when i first started selling sample packs with them we were making like uh, uh 600 quid or something like that in in like uh the a matter of a couple of months or something mm. like that, which was which was quite good. Uh, now we're probably on on the sample packs from that store. Um, I think we're making probably about eighty pounds or something like that. And you you think uh, when when you doubling and tripling that in the matter of like a few weeks on your site. Um, and that's a quarter. That's like three months, and you're making like eighty pounds. Yeah,
0: it's a joke.
1: Yeah, so you yeah. think you uh you might Yeah, yeah
0: then money. you're coming down to like uh, thirty pennies per per hour of work which you put in. Like yeah. It's it's a joke.
1: So that's why I tend to uh, get everything exclusive on my own side. Yeah. Um, so and then the the thing is though with sample packs and sound sets you need to continuously bring a new pack out if you don't old packs just go to the side and yeah. I don't know if you've experienced it with yours but um if you, uh, you have to keep bringing new packs out if you don't uh, y- your money starts twindling right
0: now. <laughs> well, I mean, it doesn't, um, that's, that's basically what I do. So, you know, i mm. uh, continuously bringing out new stuff. So for mm. me, it's um, pretty stable all the time, but I definitely mm. uh, uh, experience a big difference from uh, moving away through like the other companies and doing it by myself. Yeah. So that, um, because you know, whatever need, needed to be done um, to make people aware that a pack like that exists, I have done it anyway. Yeah. But, um, you know, I mean, it's not a secret. I released like um, the majority of my packs through Industrial Strength, which also been on Loop Masters and everything. Yeah. So there we got two parties um, taking a little bit, right? Loop Masters mm-hmm. takes a cut, um, Industrial Strength takes a cut, and then at the end, There was me and um, yeah, for me it was like I mean I like doing that, but it's still a lot of work. And I was like, I I want I want to have control over my sounds. I want to you know do whatever I want, and also don't have anybody else to dictate like you know what they're supposed to cost and everything. So if I want to uh, make them cheaper, I can do that. You know, so yeah. um, yeah, But that there are witnesses. But like I said. I'm constantly working on something. I don't produce music too much anymore today. So my whole studio experience, what I love, is like really sitting there and making sounds. So that's yeah. why I'm continuously releasing stuff.
1: Yeah, that's that's with me though. Um, uh, I, I do try and get new new packs out, but obviously when you when you're doing a new track as well. Yep. And you think, oh, what should I do today? Should I do finish that track or do more sounds in the sound set? And you like, and sometimes I think, oh, I've I've uh, I've done a new sound. I'll use that in the new tune. Yeah,
0: something
1: <laughs> like, like that. And then you think, oh, shall I use it in the sample uh, sample pack or the sound set or whatever? And then you you like, oh, what should I do?
0: I always, I always throw in everything i mean nowadays that i got like such a big library um everything i do i do from my sound sets so if Mm -hmm. i make kicks from scratch i make them for sample packs but when i work on music i exclusively use them of course i layer them up switch them around but Mm -hmm. for tracks i don't make any kicks from scratch i really only make kicks from scratch only for the sample packs all right so that way, like if I want to work on a track, usually I load up a bunch of kicks and play around mm-hmm. with them. So I don't, you know, when I when I work on music, nowadays I work very fast because yeah, yeah. uh, I don't, I also try to, I mean, if I got a, if I want a specific sound, I make it. But yeah. if I'm just playing around and I don't really know what I want, I pretty much always work with my sound sets and my samples and stuff. Yeah, so, yeah.
1: Um, yeah I'm the same.
0: Yeah, that way, that way, like, definitely when I make music, I make it fairly fast because I got all that shit done already. Back in the day, like, I used to make really every sound from scratch, so making a track, like, took up, like, up to 100 hours. So <laughs> nowadays it's a little bit faster.
1: Yeah, it's, it's like um, some of my, like, old kicks. Um, like, for instance, stuff that I've done in, like, uh, two thousand and nine. Uh, 2010 or something like that um i'll actually if i like the kick i'll actually put it into the project and just recycle it
0: yeah
1: um and it, it's like I, <laughs> I did that um and someone said on uh, hard estate oh um he's he's learned how to do a new kick uh from unresolved and i thought no, that's that's from an old kick of mine. Right, <laughs> I just recycled it, and yeah. uh, and know um, I, I went, no, no, this is this is just an old kick.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and and the thing is, people say, oh yeah, yeah, that that kicks me. In. And if you actually listen to some of the older tracks, you'll actually recognise a kick, but. Obviously, it's got different fundamentals and things yeah. like that, and and like for instance, if you change a tail or something like that, or or you or you layer the punch, so it's got more of a tock or something yeah. like that on it. Um, but yeah, I, I love like uh, because some of my old kicks um, are like, boo, 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 like that, and and sometimes that kick, that one kick, you think that could fit in that track right and you know all the notes straight away because obviously we, when you're doing a new kick as well you're distorting the hell out of it and sometimes it goes to a different frequency or yeah. something like yeah. that you then then you've got to, yeah you have to retune it yeah you've got to do all that and then oh it's, it can be a ball's ache. so sometimes yeah. uh, just recycle the tail off a kick where you already know like it's in a g or an right. f sharp. yeah
0: yeah, I think I think that's that's um, a good way to do it. Definitely for me, because um, you know when I'm working on a track and I I I'm just creative. I kind of don't want to stop every time and like yeah. make this and make that. I just want to move on with the track. Yeah. So that's why, like for me, it was a big game changer, really, to separate the uh, sound design and the production.
1: Yeah.
0: Because um, yeah, that's, that's how I basically got mostly into like you know sample packs and sound design because I was like, okay, today I don't have any ideas, so I sit down and I make as many cool sounds as I uh, can. I know can. I know my track I'm working on is in G, so I already designed the sounds uh, just by pressing G, so I know the sound definitely gonna Very work. Yeah. And um, yeah, and at some point I had like such an extensive library. um, Also, like with kicks, I was from day one, I already started um, building like a big catalog of my individual layers, which I've done, you know. So every kick I ever distorted from scratch, I bounced it out, put it in the right folder. So I got like a huge ass library of, already I call them tools you know so mm-hmm. where you got like your kind of distorted kick but it's it's not there you always need to do a little bit of processing a little bit of um, uh, layering and stuff but like the mm-hmm. main character and uh, yeah I got gigabytes and gigabytes thousands oh so. yeah
1: it's, it <laughs> the, the other day uh, because obviously uh, with the with the film stuff I uh, I had all the footage on uh, external hard drive and um, uh, when when I sent it to the the mate who had the footage, uh, he's on Mac. I'm on PC. Yeah. Um, so obviously he hasn't formatted the external hard disk or anything. So all the, all the footage we had like um, I think it was one and a half terabytes of footage, um, and he hadn't formatted the uh, the drive. Yeah. So obviously uh, I was prattling about uh with the with my uh other hard drive because someone told me oh you might be able to put the files over to this with this program. I lost everything on my other external hard drive and it was my studio one. No. So all the instruments that I'd bought could put so I had to and this is like over years and years and years, uh-huh. and um, I recovered it, but I lost. I think it's like sixty-five thousand files. I lost. Wow. And um, and and then I was like, oh god, and and it was like what stores have i used and things like that because i've used that many uh, half the of year. them
0: probably don't exist anymore yeah, so,
1: and i'm thinking bloody hell um I, I use camel fat a lot and i use uh, and i've got trash too will will i still but did, did i buy it off this or did i buy it off the visor too so yeah. i'm logging into different sites and i'm thinking which ones, which, which ones? And like, uh, for instance, um, there's one called Audio Plugins uh, Deals or something like that. But the thing, it, or, or I think it's that one, or Fluffy Audio, when you've downloaded something, um, it goes out of your cart. Okay. And so you, it goes to your email or something like that. And I'm I'm trying to search like instruments in my yeah. email address to try and find out serial codes and all this. And I'm thinking, oh, like that. Um, and yeah, so, uh, and then I lost all loads of kicks and everything. Luckily, all my sample packs are uploaded. Right. Um, so all my sample packs and all that. I can, I can download again,
0: yeah.
1: um, and the sound sets and everything, but it was like, oh, no, um, and then obviously, uh, I, I've been making, but the thing is, it got me an excuse to get back in the studio doing new sounds.
0: Yeah, yeah, it so happened I- to me, and um, I think it was around 2011, 2012 where uh, like my hard drive just gave up and mm. I didn't have any backup of that. And I lost all my projects, all my sounds, everything. Mm. Uh, I was like really depressed, wanted to quit music. <laughs> <laughs> um, like about after a month or two, I, st- I went back and um, actually it was a good thing. So uh, like in hindsight, it was kind of a clean, fresh start, you know, mm. so. Um, mm. The no, thing that,
1: is, though, some of them, some of them presets that you haven't got anymore, you think, "Ah, oh, wish I still had that." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Some, some, I'm not being funny. When when you're doing a sound set, um, sometimes you you that in the moment, and if you've got that many preset, back like that, me and you have. Sometimes you forget how. How you actually you think? Oh, did, what did I yeah. use for this? Did I use this? This and, yeah. this and like, for instance, I do a lot of templates uh, for Cubase. So, uh, for instance, I go um, in and I'll, I'll put like Nutty Tech or something like that, and it'll come okay. up with a with a with a template with all the reverb side chained and yeah. already got compression on them. So I just like literally can go in and then put the send on and it's all already chewed to what specifics i want to do anyway specifics um and uh and then it's it's all there already done um whereas uh it it makes the flow quicker as well Uh, because if you've got a template there and and then you've got like adding effects channel, reverb, then you... Such in, a waste of time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. If you've got that template there that you can just yeah. that at and then it's up and then you just put your send on and then obviously if you need to EQ it a bit for the sound and everything, mm-hmm. you can always do that, but it's just tweaking it rather than getting up a new instrument, setting different parameters on the reverb and things like that.
0: It also so, helps to have a consistent sound. So, yeah, uh, that's also very important mm. no absolutely absolutely but i got like i i have like mostly the problem with the lost sessions sometimes like i have i i think like oh that old track like back in like 2009 i had like such a cool melody and shit <laughs> I can't uh, and I, I lost that session. I wish I could like open up the old logic session and just yeah. like b- bounce it out with the sound and everything and use the audio somehow. So sometimes mm-hmm. I got this thing where I think like, oh back then I made like such a cool snare and uh I want exactly that snare, but it's gone. So that's
1: yeah, I've it, I've it up now because obviously uh And I've still got, uh, because obviously, as I said, my old computer was 32-bit. So I had a lot of 32-bit plugins. Mm. And now, obviously, my new one's 64-bit, and I can finally, I've finally got, like, Cubase 10.5 because I was was literally uh, scared of, like, uh, putting um, tutorials up because the last one I put up, uh, was in Cubase Five, and obviously I've got 32-bit. I can't put the new versions of Cubase on there. Right. And um, people say uh "Oh, this is a bit of dated version of Cubase." In, and I'm thinking, "Yeah, yeah, but I've only got 32-bit. I can't put right. new new Cubase on." And um, and it, it really like um, got me thinking. Oh, I. I can't do a tutorial until I've got the new QBase.
0: Right, so we can expect some new tutorials.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I'm thinking of doing, um, because I've been game-bugged and bugged and bugged, I might do a game kick tutorial. Because uh, loads, it's like uh, loads of people say to me, oh, how do you do game kicks and everything? um, uh, Viral viral, uh, said, oh, how did you make that kick and everything? And um, it, it's as I say, it's a creative process because some some of my techno kicks I've actually used a riser in the tail, um, mm. like uh, just a sample of a riser goes like that, and then you just EQ it, manipulate it, take out the low end, and take out like the fuzz of the high end, um, and like, like do a little bell shape. And then uh, take uh, uh, put more towards the low mids, and and then manipulate the volume, put a bit of distortion on it, and you can actually uh, get a good techno like uh, where where um, where you've got that <sighs> that art mm-hmm. uh, at the end of a kick or something. You can actually use that. We just like a. A, a riser, do you know what I mean? Like a yeah. switch up, and um, and it, it was like, oh, how 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 do you do it like that? And it was that like really uh, a good trick that I learned, I, and it was just a mistake. I had a riser right. uh, because I had a riser with a kick, and I looped uh, instead of soloing everything. Um, I just soloed uh, the kick. But I didn't un-solo the riser. I see. And and I had a, them both there, and then it ju- uh, and I had the like, I think it was the tail of the riser or something, and it was overlapping, and it just went like, and I thought, oh la like and I thought. I could probably use it, and I, I, then I use the riser, and yeah. I moved it over, and I would just move in the audio to see, and then cutting it and everything, and shortening it, EQing it, and everything. Um, because there's there's one thing there's um, there's one pre the, there's that like a preset, and I love I love using it um, in uh, a FabFilter Pro Q is the phone effect. Yeah. I love to do it. Like, uh, for instance, you've got like a menacing vocal, and then you repeat the vocal, but you put that EQ on it, and then you you do a pitch envelope down or something. And and it, uh, for instance, you have got a vocal like um, uh, House of Horrors or something like that, and then you go uh, Welcome to the House of Horrors, and then you could you could actually manipulate it. And then I, and it sounds like a ghostly uh, thing in the background like, and 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 they use a similar thing in the climax sort of thing like doo-doo-doo. do you know what I mean and yeah. I pitch it down and it, it it just sounds demonic and everything and I use that I use that a lot on vocals
0: yeah, yeah interesting uh, stuff hmm. yeah I mean a, a lot of a lot of cool stuff uh, really happens by accident. Yeah. I also kind of um, made a couple of tutorials and shit, which um, I just came up with by accident. Yeah. Just just recently, I came up with I uh, want to make a video of that. It's like something completely un- useless, uh, completely useless, but so super cool. But, so, but then, but then
1: that's the fun of it, do you know? Yeah. I
0: mean? So you know, um, I was I was um, playing around with hardstyle kicks, and I had um, like you know, like you do with the asymmetrical distortion. Yeah. And I had an empty channel, but the asymmetrical distortion was on. Mm. And little did I know that sums up with the regular kick, which doesn't has it, and that oh. also shifts the, the the symmetry on on the kick, which doesn't have that plugin, simply because you you shift the symmetry on some empty channel. Yeah. That was so fucking cool. Just by accident, <laughs> I was like, "Why the fuck is this chain is this this uh, kick asymmetrical?" what what, you, what distortions plugins do you use mainly? Uh, mainly like lately i'm very much into the melda m wave shaper uh, wave shaper and m wave folder they are free plugins they're really oh, really cool i haven't i haven't used them yeah you should get that free bundle from melda yeah. it's so good and like the um m wave shaper i mean it's a basic wave shaper but you can also do asymmetrical distortion uh trash is very big I oh trash.
1: yeah you um because obviously it come up, uh, I think it was last year, in a Black Friday sale, it come up for something like €29 Euros or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> I bought it a of years ago. I'm
0: going to get that. I bought it like many years ago. It was also yeah. a deal like that, like something €29 Euro plus some expansion with more presets, which I never installed. But
1: Oh, no, I haven't installed um, Yeah.
0: But yeah, trash. Trash is really big. Um, for a while, I've been using Mistortion. You know that one? It's a first uh, plugin. It's I've, like, I've you,
1: you know, you I know, Nimble used. Kick.
0: It's it's Nimble Kick. It's like a plugin for pitching kicks and stuff. I haven't used it. But it's the same same <laughs> one who made who made that one. Make the Distortion. Um, huh. This is really good. But with, uh, latest upgrade on um, Mac, it doesn't work anymore. But you should yeah. check it out. Really, really good one. Yeah. Uh, because I've, I've been
1: hearing a lot of, I haven't used it yet. Um, because obviously I'm so used to the way I work. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: But I've heard, um, because obviously I've got Cubase 10.5 now, where uh, is Destroyer?
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, a lot, heard, of guys, a lot of guys though. talk really good about that. That's, hmm. that's sort of like the logic clip distortion from yeah. what I know.
1: Yeah, what yeah, i well good, but I haven't used it yet, so...
0: Yeah, you should start using it.
1: <laughs> because I saw your audio freak interview the other day, and he, he was actually saying about it as well. Yeah. I yeah, will try it, and it... it it sounds like it will do good stuff. Uh, so.
0: I, I I think I think now with that update, definitely most of the hardstyle producers who are on Cubase ditch their Logic because before it was always like Logic Lip distortion. I mean there are different um, different alternatives, but you know for a real hardstyle kick, it's nothing easier than the Logic Lip distortion. But yeah, now with the, the destroyer,
1: there, I remember uh, when I first started doing. Uh, Hard style Kicks. It used to be Hydra I used to use.
0: Is that, is that
1: a synthesizer? It, it was, Hydra, yeah. It's a VST okay. uh, synthesizer. It used to be... Uh, there used to be Jungle List before it, and it mm. was basically the upgrade to Jungle List, and I used to use that a lot. Um, and... I used to use Microtonic, but I didn't used to like it as much as Hydra. And I did a, I did, I actually did a tutorial. Um, I think it was in about 2000, and uh, I think it was about 2008, end of 2008. I actually did a tutorial on um hydra on dance midi samples to do like uh, back then uh, everyone used to call the new uh the new style uh, right yeah and i actually did a tutorial it's no longer available but um i did a tutorial on hydra and all the layer because there were non non uh no hard style uh, kick tutorials back then Right. and I did that and it got so much feedback it was brilliant um, uh, but then obviously I think the the next one that actually majorly changed uh, how people were making kicks was um, the fusion labs yeah, I don't know. Do you remember one. it no, with? No, no. Uh, I think it was Zani doing the kick
0: in Logic. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think and yes, yes, with the drama zone and like the yeah. clip distortion. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember. And that And then everyone was like,
1: "Oh, scrap hydro. we want drummers on and all this." Yeah. And then oh, we need uh, we need that clip distortion and. And everyone like, oh yeah, but you need a Mac and everything. Yeah. I cannot stand Macs. I can't
0: <laughs> Yeah, me neither. Nowadays they're changed. <laughs> it,
1: it's like, well, the thing is as well, it's like um uh, because obviously um uh I spoke to Joey Raya, uh who's part of destructive tendencies, um and uh, he says to me, he says, Oh, uh, we can't use the virus Ti anymore because yep. it's uh, uh, Catalina or something, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. That's the shit I'm on. It's a nightmare. Uh, yeah. I, I,
1: but the thing is, it's like, um, um, the, the virus Ti, it's like probably my most used synth in the studio. I, I love it for leads, yeah. Um, and I usually uh, I usually do all like the screeches in uh, massive and things like that it's like the the latest tune though I've got three screeches so I've got a, uh, I've got a serum screech for the main screech then uh, the effect screech at the end is asylum and then I've got um, I've got a screech in between like the acid line that's uh, that's pretty to two,
0: mm.
1: so um, because I, I try and fill the tracks up with like little filler effects and things like that,
0: yeah,
1: um, and it, it just because I, I don't like the same sounds in each tune, yeah, it, it, it because yeah, that's why I said with B and I used the used it like mad and then I got bored of it, yeah, you know what I mean because it was. Similar sort
0: of sounds, yeah. If you work with the same synth sooner or later, just because of the user interface, you kind of get used to a certain workflow and you kind of start doing similar sounds. Because just of the user interface, some synths are like some sounds are easier to make, and some synths, some aren't. And you know what I mean? Like, yeah, if I open a silent or if I open a serum. I the think, sounds, think, the sounds that I'm gonna do will be like very different. Not because it's a different synth, but just the approach how I do it. Yeah. You know? It's yeah. Like, I think, I think silence is probably the easiest synth to use as well. Absolutely. Yeah. The,
1: because I was, the thing is, I was trying to get someone to um, do a new synth. And uh I wanted to release it as uh as a nutty track synth, but obviously I don't know the programming. Yeah. Um and I wanted to do something um like the 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 sort of easy um style of silence, the easy programming and everything, but I wanted it to be better. Do you know what I mean? Something like uh uh, with more more stuff like more distortions and things like that, yeah. um, but obviously with that you've got to get someone that knows how to program it, knows what you want, and everything. Yeah. Um, so it, it never got off the ground, but that's that's something I wouldn't mind doing in the future. Right. So.
0: Yeah have you Have you tried the uh, raw kick from Rob Pappen?
1: Yeah, I actually, I've uh, I've actually got that um, uh, raw Kit, because I've got the Explorer bundle. Mm-hmm. Uh, so um,
0: I used uh, I used raw. I haven't used raw kick yet though. And um, I should, you should try that. I mean, uh, in the beginning, I was like a little bit skeptical. Then I started just using it for like. Um, Certain little layers, little sounds, which I'm gonna layer up in context and everything. Um, because I can't remember uh, Vitaly uh, yeah. by it. He's, yeah, I mean he's, he's a got- machine. Like, oh he, yeah, he's making. A, but uh, his presets are like the closest that I hear. Like which you can't put on a record, you know. Yeah. So he's like yeah. really good in that thing. But. Yeah. Um, yeah I'm like slowly also getting like into it, so I'm getting also much closer now to something you would consider done i'm I'm still convinced you know no matter how good you get it in the raw kick, you're still better off go out and do a little bit outside, mm-hmm. but um slowly I'm getting like really close and um it's fast, it's damn fast like the other day I was working on some basic hard style kicks like 10 minutes and i got like the tone not not even five minutes and i got the tone i got everything i just need to bounce it out and work out a little bit the talk and everything but it's uh once you understand it it's so fast it's unbelievable yeah. i think i think fastest i've ever done
1: finished uh finished a kick uh because we, uh, we, did, um, we did this uh, little, it, it was just between me and a couple of mates and everything, and we, uh, we, we did, like, this competition between three of us who could do the kick the fastest. Yeah. <laughs> so we're literally like, oh, yeah, open the thing, open the thing. And uh, I, think, I think the fastest I did a kick that I was proud of, uh, because I did a – I think I did a kick in uh, – because we did – it, we were doing challenges like do a kick in 10 minutes. Yeah. Uh, but you know what I mean. It's uh, – uh, if you haven't got that basic principle and everything, because uh, most of the time I try and do stuff from a sine wave as well. Um, uh, so it's, it's – uh, it's one of the things. Like, if you've got like, um, because a lot of tutorials I've seen are using like, uh, uh, I think it's the Kick Kick Two plugin or yeah, something. Yeah,
0: a lot of guys use that one. Um, yeah.
1: And I'm thinking, obviously, uh, um, yeah, do something like that. That um, that's that's the quick way of doing it.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and sometimes, sometimes I like doing it just from a sine wave. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's it, it because with tutorials, I uh, I don't like tutorials that are like an hour or two hours long because I get I get a bit I'm like one of these I'm like interested in the end product
0: yeah
1: but I'm like ugh, about ten minutes in I'm like oh do I still need to watch the rest of this or something yeah. And um, so I try and uh, do a tutorial, at something like uh, ten to fifteen minutes, yeah. um, because then I think uh, because there's like um, a, a few tutorials, they're lasting like an hour and a half, and I'm thinking, Yeah,
0: I got I got a couple of them. I mean. Like from start to finish, the whole process, every step, yeah, every uh, that's
1: that's why I think people,
0: people are not interested in that, they're interested yeah. in the chain. Um so I also yeah, I still do the live streams, which go sometimes for four hours, but yeah. like in terms of tutorials, what I'm putting up, I also try to
1: stay yeah, between ten so and
0: twenty minutes.
1: Yeah, some some of the tutorials as well, it's like tweaking the sound. Yeah. Whereas, uh, like for instance, uh, I think it was I think it was your your tutorial and uh, uh, and it, it was like and then you went oh I don't like that so you, you <laughs> changed it a bit and then oh yeah. and then there were there were a bit though and uh, you went oh I like the harmonics of that but then I thought I thought oh no he's changed it from a triangle that triangle sounds really like rough and everything. <laughs> And I thought, oh, they kept it like that. <laughs> yeah. And then, that but um, that's what I mean when you're doing it. Uh, I think that was raw kick, or, or I don't know whether it was just raw, and you you did it. Yeah, I think it
0: was just just raw. I think. Yeah, and no.
1: and um, and the thing is with that though, with like with kick two, you've already got that base punch there already yeah. with. With, uh, with when you're doing it from a sine wave, um, I think if, if I was doing it like that, uh, I think people would probably get bored mm. um, because you, you're doing all them... Um, uh, little intricate
0: thing and to yeah begin- and in my in my case back then I, i'm pretty sure you know i know what you're talking about it was a live stream and i just added that portion out so um you know i wouldn't probably sit down and record the screen for like yeah. two hours uh that was just like you know the actual real process unedited from start to finish and yeah. You know how it happens you know you just start somewhere and then it goes not in the right but direction
1: then but then that's i think you've got to show that as well when you're doing something like that because um you, you, people obviously they're gonna think oh well he did that wrong um he's doing something else but he's scrapping that bit yeah. but then i think you've got to do that because uh if, if you just go dun, 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 like that, People go going to say, they think, "Oh, that's a proper way to do it," you yeah. know, because you get a lot of tutorials, and it, it one one uh, set of things that does my editing with tutorials on the internet is when it goes sound like, and then oh. you've got like sound like Warface uh, or, or yes. sound, like,
0: Click, sound like clickbait.
1: Uh, uh, Disturbed, um, disturbed screech or something. And you yeah. think it doesn't even sound like him. No, no, no,
0: all and of it, them. It was
1: like a, uh, there were one I saw and it was like a, wow, like, And it, it didn't even sound, it sounded like someone that had do like, uh, uh, basically been in the studio for 10 minutes or something like that.
0: Yeah, I mean, they, they, they do those titles. They do it because um, that's uh, that that's where you get clicks. Yeah. You know, if you see all those um, kick like anger fist, the kick like radical redemption, and everything, mm-hmm. they got like fifty thousand to hundred thousand yeah. clicks. You know, if you yeah. just make like uh, like you know, my best video on my channel has I think nine thousand. You know, because. Yeah. I don't do that. If I want to make like a tutorial like a, a cake like radical redemption, it should be exactly that. Yeah. So, and I'm not going to waste like, you know, a couple of days to recreate something like that. I don't have the time for that, you know, but if I would do that, I would really show the chain would yeah. invert the face and it should almost disappear. Then it would be okay, guys. This is it. But yeah. I'm not gonna waste like you know yeah, yeah, days that's... and days on on. Yeah, doing it, because uh,
1: you, you get like because sometimes I, I look up um, like for instance uh, we put a sample back out and just like for marketing research I'll I'll uh, look it up in Google see where it places uh, in the videos. And then sometimes, I like, for instance, uh, I'll put something and then like say raw style or or hard style at the end, and then uh, think, oh, well, where where will that place in mm. in YouTube videos? And I try and get it on the first page. So if someone searched that mm. raw style screech, and it's like uh, I searched it up and. I saw I saw mine. I can't remember. And I saw your. Um, I think it was yours right after mine. Yeah. <laughs> it said massive. I think it's massive raw style. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, and I thought ah uh, straight <laughs> straight below mine. And I thought ah uh, and I thought um, but that's that's what I mean. Try and try and get that that first page. So, yeah,
0: yeah. It's, uh, that's that's also the reason why. Um... I like for instance, a lot of my packs are always something related to raw style. Obviously, yeah. like you know, this massive sound set, obviously, this will work for uh, every other genre as well, every hard end genre. Yeah. There there is no difference. But oh, yeah, if I if I would say like hardcore screech, first of all, hardcore is always associated to porn, that means like YouTube is gonna let you oh. disappear. Nobody will know that it exists, <laughs> yeah. you know. Nobody will know that this exists. Yeah. And um yeah, and also like you know, uh, an up tempo producer, he's checking out raw style shit. Hmm. A raw style producer is not checking out up tempo shit, you know. So that's why, also in terms of tutorials, um, sometimes it's better like you know to make something like raw style screech or call it raw style screech, even though it really doesn't. Well,
1: matter. well, in in modern day raw style, uh, not it's it's getting a lot faster. It's, it, uh, few things that I'm getting are like uh, ad class ad class C on on par with hardcore and uh, and they're saying oh we've sent you a new raw style demo and it's like hundred and 160 BPM yeah, and 160
0: that's that's raw style right now and,
1: and and I'm thinking well most most of the stuff I'm putting out is 150, 155, and, um, and I'm getting some like Rosa, and it's, it's coming up nearly hardcore, cool? and then you've got, you've got, a raw style screech in it, and it actually sounds like, a, for instance, an fish screech or something.
0: Yeah, that's and what I say. Oh. That's that's um, that's really doesn't matter. Even yeah. in French core, they use uh, the same sounds which people yeah. use in raw style. Hardstyle is still a little bit different because um, they are they have like more the sweeter sound, but everything harder than hardstyle, it's the same sound. If if it's up tempo, if it's hardcore, if it's raw style, terror, they, they use the same type of sounds. So, But again, um, if you make like a sound set for like Massive, for instance, and you call it like Terror Sounds for Massive, uh, no raw style producer will check it out. No hardcore producer will check it out. But if you call it uh, raw style sounds for Massive, all the others will check it out. They yeah. absolutely will. So that's why, you know, uh, in order I like to let people know that shit like that exists, I always also put raw style wherever it makes sense. Of course, if I make a hardcore kick, I'm not going to call it a raw style kick, but...
1: <laughs> do, you ever put out, uh, do you ever put out like, uh, because I know it's uh, a lot of um, producer, obviously the ripped kicks and everything, um, but do you ever put out like free samples? Because I, I know I know some people uh, put like um, oh uh, best raw style kicks uh, free pack, and then it's it's like uh, and and you look at them and you think, well, that was a chain reaction kick, or that mm. was a Kryptos kick, or or a Zatox kick, or something like that. Um, uh, but obviously they're ripped you know what I mean? Do you ever put like, uh, because uh, I put out um, the other day, uh, because I was doing some drum and bass, I was just prattling about with drum and bass, and I was doing uh, like these um, uh, really distorted uh, uh, horn sounds and things like that they, they have in drum and bass, and I, I put out a few free presets, uh, do you ever do like uh, free presets or
0: whatever? how are you? Well, I got a couple of free packs, but um, they are just like, you know, 10 kicks and 10 this and 10 that. Yeah, it's yeah, uh, that's it's, 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 it's um, absolutely made from scratch. I mean, I would never like rip it and like put it out and. Yeah. It, it wouldn't make any sense because you know I'm I'm selling the packs and if I put out like ripped kicks and stuff that's uh, really bad for the reputation. Yeah, yeah. It goes even that far. There are companies who even sell ripped kicks. Just um, uh, yeah. It's a while ago. A guy hit me up, so he was like, yeah. So I bought a pack from another company. Shall remain nameless. Yeah, yeah. And he was like, and as it turns out, uh, that sample was ripped which they which he bought from that company so yes. and the original artist he was at least nice he didn't call him out in public he wrote and was like dude what the fuck
1: yeah. he was
0: like no it's from that sample pack so when i heard that now like with my latest kick pack i i uh, documented everything. So every little sound that I made for that pack, like all my tools, everything I made, I got every chain saved. And that's like the thing, which I go. Cause yeah. I had that case when I was, um, accused once of stealing kicks. Uh, I
1: think I remember. Right? Yeah, yeah.
0: And since then, like every kick I make, like every little step, every little sound, even if it's like a little noise, which I'm using on the talk or everything, everything is documented. Yeah. Probably, of course, like in five years from now, you can't recall it, but I still will have it, and like you can still see where it comes from. So. Yeah,
1: I had, I, had a, I had a similar situation on the last album because, um, uh, on I think it was the uh, n- I think it was the closing in or Nacho track, I can't remember, and someone says. Uh, someone said, "Oh, that kick sounds like Delete uh Syndrome," and I was like, uh it, "Well, it is. I've recycled the kick and made it my own." And uh, and and I thought, I I, I just did like do you know, nutty tea in the studio, and yeah. I did a, did a video like that, and uh, and I showed it and. I didn't show like the intricate things, but there was like uh, uh, like reverb and uh, trash. Uh, I had trash yeah. when I did that, um, and it was literally. Uh, and I showed him the before kick, yeah. and then I showed him the after kick, and I, I was like, uh, the thing is though. Um, you shouldn't really have to prove yourself, you know what I mean? And it, yeah, it, I
0: mean, in my case, I was I was really also like, you know, um, I felt that was like um, a little bit, um, yeah, it was weird because, yeah, especially I have done so many kicks live, you know, where people have been watching live and stuff, so I was like, why the fuck would somebody call me out? I mean, you know. I've prove, proven that I can't make it, you know. Sometimes yeah. I made, like, quite okay kicks in, like, 30 minutes. And, I mean, back then on that video, you could also see it was also a recycled kick. And, I mean, already the kick, which I was called out for, was nothing like that, but the recycled kick was even... Yeah,
1: like... I, uh, yeah. I
0: remember, yeah. yeah, yeah. It doesn't sound
1: anything... I think I PM'd you on Facebook and said, Yeah, yeah, right, you
0: PM'd <laughs> me, yeah. It doesn't really yeah so like um... yeah like my 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 i mean you know if he would ever have uh, um you know contacted me i would also take the video down um but you know i just didn't like this arrogant way you know just i'm um, calling out and i was kind enough uh, to uh, reach out to him in private and say like dude what the fuck you know and then he was talking to me like there is an elite you know like Yeah, like from us, and like yeah, this, this, and like more of us, and it's like what the fuck? Are you, you guys, are the elite, and like nobody else in this world is possible to make a cake? I
1: had, I had something like that a while ago, and um, it was on my Sanctum album. Um, and not mentioning any, any names, but I don't ever play the track now uh and we released it on my label and uh we there were another track that came out on Dirty Works with the same melody and people was people was flocking to me saying oh these lads ripped your tune and everything uh and I actually went back to and uh, PM'd him on Facebook I added him as a friend on Facebook PM'd him and says, what the f- is going on here and no uh, not give it, giving him his due he was like yeah yeah um, and it was actually uh, a collab I did and it was actually his melody it wasn't my melody whatsoever, and he'd he said to the uh, uh, bloke I collaborated with. He says, "Oh yeah, um, I've uh, I've got this MIDI. Can you remix it?" He didn't actually remix it, and then uh, we was doing a, uh, a collab for the album, and I says, "Oh, have you got any files you could send me over uh, for the for the." Uh, track, and he says, mm-hmm. Oh, I've made this MIDI. Uh. Sent me the MIDI, it wasn't, it was from the remix of the previous track, and uh, and I was going mad. And then he sent me a uh, we'd produced the tune in 2012, and the original track was made in 2011, yeah, and I was like. I am so sorry. Yeah, of course. And, and I was, uh, I've never worked with the artist again. I'm not saying any names, but, um, uh, but yeah. um, And yeah, I was like,
0: the, do you, do you think he done it on purpose, or maybe he was just like he did? He forgot that it wasn't. I possible.
1: I don't know, but um, the the uh, lad I was speaking to said, "I oh, doesn't matter," and I'm like, "Apologize," I'm like, "Sorry, sorry, sorry," and he says, "He says I'm not pissed off at you. I'm pissed off at him because yeah, of obviously course. you didn't know about it. But when it come out on Dirty Works, I was like." Fuck, you know what? The f- <laughs> 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 and, uh, and he's like, it was actually my melody, yeah. and I was like, oh crap. Uh, but then, so uh, I've had that before, where where uh, you know the Channel Raw style nation. Yes, um, they actually uh, bloke from there, uh, the ex-owner or something, PM'd me on Facebook. He says. We've had this track, and it's called Decade of Darkness. And uh, he says, and it's your tune, House of Horrors. And I'm like, what? Like that. And he says he's getting it released and everything. And um, and I looked, and and literally, it's our track off the album. We'd yeah. released it, and they'd ripped it, or ripped it off a CD yeah. Um, or something like that. Sent it to the label. The label signed it, and it's bloody my voice on the actual track. And he's saying, "No, that ain't your track. That's my. i says, listen to the voice. It's my voice yeah. on the track. And you can. And I've done videos where I've shown people the track. Yeah. And it's on my label, and the label label manager uh, quit and everything, but there was one on there from Mind Shockers as well called Who Am I that he sent to the label and they signed both of them, and they were both on this CD that he'd ripped. Wow. And I thought, wow, having the balls to do that, though,
0: Yeah, that that happened to me too once. A guy um, just uh, ripped my video, my track, and uploaded this on his uh, YouTube uh, and called it like his track. Mm -hmm. And um, that was funny. I had a track called Vietnam. And at some point, some Vietnamese guy just shared it. And then all of a sudden, like for a couple of days, it went like really viral in Vietnam. So probably because there was a vocals like, you're in Vietnam, bitches. (laughs) And that got kind of of very popular for a week, like really popular. And yeah, all of a sudden those Vietnamese guys keep posting that track from that video Mm. uh, in my comments. (laughs) <laughs> and I'm checking it out, and that dude really cut the video in a way that he made my logo disappear and called it his track and kind of changed the name to uh, from Vietnam to just you're in Vietnam or something.
1: Well, it's, it's like when I got hacked, um, I couldn't believe the cheek of it. Uh, they were trying to sell clothes uh, in China, and they had this Chinese woman trying to sell clothes. And she actually had a, a, a thing, a, a white piece of paper saying nutty tea on the, on the signing. I was like, oh, if I if I if I caught whoever did that, ugh, add, yeah. oh, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah.
1: Um, but yeah, uh, you you get some some people have some balls, you know what I mean?
0: <laughs> check, check this out. This is just very recent. Uh, the other day, like a couple of a month ago, I get an email from YouTube. There was like one of my videos was claimed, with the, like the copyright claim. And it was a demo from a sample pack. I was mm-hmm. like, okay, let's check it out. So I check it out. There was the name of the track. So I uh, searched for the track. I found the track. One dude, he took the demo of my sample pack and released it as a song. And it was on Spotify and everything. So it was like his distributor who claimed my demo. (laughs) Can you imagine that? What was the distributor? I don't remember. It was like a Mexican kid. I think it was also some Mexican distributor.
1: Oh, right.
0: Yeah, but that yeah. was like that was like really next level. And it was like from my Ableton template pack. So oh. uh he could he had the whole session, you know, he could just uh, change a couple of notes and everything, but he like really took the full demo, took it out and <laughs> released it as his track. Jesus. <laughs> Can you imagine uh. that? The the
1: thing is, it's a demo for a sample pack. Right, and and everybody (laughs) who bought
0: that thing got the full session, you know. (laughs) (laughs) And also, like, on Spotify, like, you know, when you look up the credits, of course, he wrote it all and produced it all, you know. (laughs) I don't
1: know how how some of these people have got the balls to do it, though.
0: Sometimes, you know, I always give them the benefit of the doubt and I just think like maybe they just don't think about it. Maybe he thought uh, he bought with the pack, he bought that song like a ghost production or something mm. yeah. of Masters. I don't know. I, I give them always the benefit of the doubt because, yeah, yeah. uh, you know, I experienced so many things um, where I was like really surprised. But, you know, a lot of people... Still to this day, a lot of people don't even know that it's not legal to take like a Linkin Park song and put an up tempo kick oh, on yeah. it and release it. Like a lot of people still think it's 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 right, it's fine, you know. So but I give like, them always the benefit of the doubt. <laughs>
1: it's like it's like track it down. Um uh towards the end of track it down, you have uh you have loads of like bootlegs on there. Yeah. And that's that's one thing that when you were saying before, what's changed um, from when it was uh, when we first started to um, to now you can release uh, you can release anything now. If you've got BAM say for instance a band camp yeah. account, you can release anything on there. Right. And the the uh, uh, they might not sell, I, d- I don't know, but um, the thing is uh, back then you always had quality control Absolutely. If you, as well with the vinyl. If you didn't have a quality vinyl, I remember when uh, when I tried doing it in, I think, 2000 and – I think it was 2002, 2003 – um, obviously, I haven't. Uh, I just had some shitty speakers, right. um, and I remember going to. Uh, I think it was a a, a Marto distribution, and the when uh, the tunes not bad, but it's not up to a quality standard. Yeah, um, and obviously that's when I thought I need to sort out the quality work because back then I, was, I wasn't I was EQing and things like that. Yeah. And obviously, looking back at them now, obviously, if I'd have EQ'd them and done arrangements were good, but it was mm. always like EQ and things like that, they were always muddy, yeah. Um, so yeah, but the, you had. You had that quality control, and then the digital age come in, and then there were things on like digital websites, like track it down that uh, that had uh, bass out of uh, out of tune, uh, and then the the vocals weren't even in time with the tune, and they were selling them.
0: Yeah i mean yeah. who knows who knows how much they've been pretty selling pretty or if they've been selling but they've been offering them <laughs>
1: yeah, pretty yeah. uh pretty f- i remember one uh one was uh i think it was in the top 10 on track it down and it was like um pretty fly uh for a white guy or something like that and they actually called it pretty fly uh or a white after, guy
0: like the offspring yeah. song
1: <laughs> and um, and then it I, like it was just a reverse bass tune yeah. uh and the vocals were out of time and it was so in we're in the top ten in the four wow. yeah. and that's when that's when I started looking for other sites to put my music on because I thought track it down has just gone so downhill
0: yeah uh, uh. hey let's uh, slowly wrap it up yep. we are already two hours in so this will be a two-part episode <laughs> <laughs> um, two more questions uh, do you have a production advice for the upcoming producers something um, which you would know earlier uh, possibly um, take uh
1: take criticism of your tune don't take it to heart take it uh take it on the chin basically um because you you get so many um producers that that i've i've had a few myself where they've said oh check out this tune blah 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 and then um, I say, oh no, you, you need to work on this. You need, oh no, you don't know what you're talking about.
0: Yeah, yeah. To, to... And I'm not
1: being funny. If you've if you've got uh, releases on, div- and it's not just one label. You've got releases on loads of different labels. That's um, that's like uh, going to um, DJ Zani, for instance, saying, um, oh, you don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, Roll won't ever uh, can't uh, let that bloke uh, even even later on in life when he's um, when he's humbled and everything um, he he won't he won't listen to his music anymore and it, it's like me I've, I've I've had loads of people and um, and the thing is you're always learning I don't care how good you are uh you can be liam Howlett, you can be um uh dj zani you can be michael poland anyone you're always learning and 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 they're some of the they're some of the best producers do you know what i mean and and uh if they're honest they're always learning do you know what i mean um and that's what i mean you always always take advice and take it on the chin. It's like, for instance, uh, I had um, I did a mix down and when you've been in the studio all day, as you know yourself, you get used to that uh, that sound. Yeah. And a fresh perspective uh, uh, perspective is always good to get. It's like, uh, for instance, I was um, talking to someone I said, oh, would you mind just... Uh, giving me uh some feedback on a mix town I've been in the studio and it's good to get a fresh pair of ears and he says uh, he says oh this isn't as aggressive as you normally send me he says the kick is a bit far back in the mix and i said I went yeah yeah uh lifted up the kick bang he says that is brilliant yeah and you know, just just a little thing like that. Do you know what I mean? Because obviously, you're in that studio for a long periods of time. Um, you you get accustomed to them sounds, and and you think, oh, especially when you're looping as well. Yeah. Um. So obviously, always just take feedback on the chin. And do you have also some business advice? Uh, business advice. If you st- this is. One I get a lot of um, is uh, demos. If you if you send in a demo uh, to a label, rather than just say, um, "Oh, here's my track," SoundCloud link.
0: <laughs> At least they say but that. Usually, I just yeah. get SoundCloud links. Yeah, it, anything. It
1: won't, it won't get listened to. Trust yeah, me. Yeah. Um, just put, or or if you've got an attachment. Um, always send like a private link and don't say say stuff like this is this is the best track, this is fire and all that <laughs> and, and and whatever you do, don't send like one track to a hundred labels. It's it doesn't look professional. it does um, because the labels are going to think, well, is sending that to him. He can't really think that much of our label. Um, do and do your research, um, and and just 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 a short paragraph introducing yourself, saying like for instance, um, like someone said to me uh, the other day. Uh, oh hi James, this is this is my new track. Uh, um, Uh, heard a lot of things um about your label and think it would suit you um uh, and then something like here's a link and then kind regards uh um howard or whatever do you know what i mean it's it's just it's just that little thing you don't need to go like oh i'm i'm a producer we 20 releases blah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. you just need to say oh this is demo uh being following your label um yeah. and, and it's just something to introduce yourself introduce a your track and then that's it um you, you don't need to go live story but don't just put this is fire <laughs> and then don't, you, i don't even know your bloody name do you know what yeah. i mean but,
0: but, but every time somebody say this is fire it's Never is like I never heard somebody being so confident about this thing, and it was like really damn, that was good. Never,
1: and and they're the people, they're the people that won't take constructive criticism either. Yes. They're the ones that say this is the best track ever. You yeah. say, Oh, I'd work on that, I'd, I'd work on like you kick just to bring it forward in the mix, uh, I'd turn your ride down slightly. No, oh, this is the best track ever. Now and and uh, whenever I get a demo like that, poof, I, I don't even listen to it.
0: Right? Yeah. And, absolutely.
1: And to be honest with you, I could be uh, getting rid of like the next uh, Zani. Do you know what I mean? Or the next B from? But if you, if you're not professional, you're not going to handle yourself professional when I work with you, are you? Right. So makes that's,
0: sense. That's you how you see it makes sense do you have something to plug some final words now's the time
1: uh well we've got uh the remix competition we it's been uh, um we've got like one and a half weeks uh left so you've got till 1st of november if you go on our nutty tracks uh fan page on facebook and you can get the details and we're actually uh, because whenever I do a remix competition I always do a bit of a bonus as well so you don't just get a release you'll also you'll also get the winner also gets a free sound set or something like that Um, we we did one uh, I think it's a couple of years ago where you won four sound sets um, so that's like nearly 80 quid or something like that worth of sound sets. Um, so we're doing that, and then I've just released, um, for just ahead of Black Friday, uh, the Extreme Bundle. So you, uh, you can literally get the um silent sound set one and two, uh, you can get um, uh. And the Predator sound set, um, the Predator 2 sound set, sorry, and then you can get the massive sound set as well. And you're saving uh, for 50 quid, you're saving, saving 18 pounds. So uh, good deal. And really good deal. Obviously, you've got like bonus kicks in the oh. massive sound set anyway. So,
0: yeah. yeah. Hey, send me the links uh, for, for all that stuff. I'm going to uh, put them in the description in the video and also on the audio side from the podcast. So, you know, yeah, if people yeah, are yeah. interested, they're going to find the links. Yeah, definitely, mate. Cool. All right, my man. was a great talk. going to be another yeah. awesome two-part episode. <laughs> Brilliant. Thank you so much. Okay, it's nice. <laughs> all right boys and girls this is it for this episode if you want to find out more about nutty t nutty tracks his sample packs his remix competition check out the description next week we are back with another episode stay tuned make sure you share that podcast with your friends and i see you next week bye bye